what am I going to do? I got a multi billion dollar movie fight scene to make, a team up to end all team ups. It's all it's all leading to this. Man, how do we how do we even storyboard something like this? Do you, do you have any ideas at all? Oh man, you look like super stressed about that. I'm, I'm crazy stressed. It's all it's all on me, dude. This is the, Wait, be the biggest. What's up with all these diagrams the and all these like wires running across the screens and stuff? Like trying to trying to mark way too many things out. Do you, do you know how many characters are in this movie? Do you do you know uh, how many crazy wacky abilities they got? Plus, they want me to throw in all these dudes. I don't even know where they came from. There's a duck here now. Like, why? Why do I have to? Why do I have to put all this in one scene? Oh, why is it my job? Goodness gracious, I'm going crazy. I'm gonna lose my hair. It's insane. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? What's There's that? this really cool game. Uh, it's, it's like you you're doing like a Marvel movie, right? There's this really cool yeah. game that uses all these Marvel characters, and you can like combine different teams and stuff. Um. And take on like bad guys. I can't. I mean, I know what uh, you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Marvel Ultimate yeah. Alliance 2. Yes, that's the one. Classic. What else would I use to to do this amazing this like movie that's going to be the pinnacle of cinema for years to come? Then one of the greatest Marvel team building uh, games of all time. Marvel sure. Ultimate yeah. Alliance 2. You'll be able to plan out all the fights. All the fights with teams. your your four four member squad game. You Absolutely. Know? There, there's no better way to do this. I'm so, I'm so glad I talked to you. I'm so glad I'm talked to you. You know, I think, shoot, I think that's a wrap. We don't have to do anything else. That's easy. Yeah, just pop it in. Oh, except maybe listen to one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 297. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch and co-host Calderness, and as always, Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure to check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Use code DIAL5 for 5% off your Cool Stuff Inc. order. Joining me in the studio, as pretty much always, is my good friend co-host, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Well, what can I say? I don't have a lot going on, so I'm always here. Always here. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, you know, uh, Cool Stuff didn't have something in stock the other day. What was that? What was so that? I, uh, I hit the restock alert. Oh, no. And now if they get it back in stock, they're going to send me a message. Yeah, How cool perfect. is that? That is pretty perfect. Oh, wow. That's that's a good idea. You should that do that if they uh, don't have what you want. Absolutely. I do that. I have like several of like, the zombies on restock alert, I think. Stuff like that. Yeah. So I can I've got steal a few... them from people. Yeah. I, I actually got one from like four years ago for like a figure that I had like long since like realized i didn't need that bad and it, like they finally got one i guess and, like anyway. sent me an alert I, i'm assuming they sent like a couple people alerts or something probably uh and yeah i got one and i was like why would i want that I'm like so silly uh well right on like always we like to start off with what made us happy this week simeon you want to go first what made me happy this week it was a real long week for me uh on Tuesday, I went to Vegas. 
uh, the, the big sea uh, in the desert where somehow people live. Um, I went there. I saw the Tim Burton exhibit, Lost Vegas. Not Las Vegas. Not L-A-S-L-O-S-T. Lost Vegas. Uh, it was a really cool exhibit. He grew up in Vegas, so he's got like a lot of history with that the place. a lot. Yeah, it uh, inspires a lot of his <laughs> inspires a lot of his like kind of a uh, <laughs> wacky stuff. Um, but yeah, it was cool getting like a peek behind the curtain kind of thing. And it was in the uh, the neon boneyard. It was like all this collection of all the old like neon and like hotel signs and stuff. They like some people like uh, this. I think it's like a nonprofit. They like saved all these signs and put them up like in this old place. Hotels, casinos, and stuff like that. They just yeah, kind of got them around. Okay, cool. It's it's pretty cool. It's uh it's kind of like a boneyard, scrapyard looking kind of thing, but um that was fun. Uh, and then uh I got to play a lot of Captain America Sealed. So nice in Las Vegas or just in general? <laughs> no, actually I came back Friday and I I missed Wednesday and Thursday, oh. which were my regular venue release days, and then I did manage to get in on one today. Uh, Sunday at Dragon's Lair, and I pulled another Ultron chase. So Sunday, that always makes me Sunday, happy. I hate Simeon <laughs> so much. How many how many uh, seals have you played in so far? Like altogether seals? Four for uh, for this set. Yeah, I've played in three. Bought in four times though. So like I said, I bought in another person, and I pulled one super rare the whole time and this guy's got two ultron chases this guy oh my gosh the luck is unreal unreal yeah uh what made me happy this week was i believe it was uh thursday or friday morning i woke up and i had an alert on my phone we had a comment on the youtube channel of the latest uh the winter soldier captain america unboxing video and someone had commented and this is really weird uh, because I don't think this would be like the go-to place to comment it, and it also felt weird to me because oh, all of a sudden my U- my YouTube doesn't have it on uh, whatever. Anyways, uh, yeah, now I can't find it on my stupid computer. Anyways, uh, so on the video they had commented that congratulations, Colonel America, being the number one ranked uh, American HeroClix player on the WizKids Info Network, and I'm like number one. How does this person know my win ID? I'm I'm super <laughs> curious about that. Like, what in the world? Like, uh, number two, how do you know that I called her Ness am the owner of that win ID? I was also curious about that. I mean, I know you can type in your name into the win, and then, like I'm obviously the only called her Ness. Whatever. Um, number no, number three, who checks the win leaderboard and then uh, knows all those other things? But sure enough, I was I am the top-ranked American player right now on the WizKids Info Network. Uh, I am the third-highest-ranked player in the world on the WizKids Info Network. Dang. And I would I would just like to thank uh, all of my um all my supporters, all my friends and family. Uh, thank you for where I am today, being number one in America and number three in the world. Uh, it really means a lot, <laughs> and I will not forget about you and my amazing win ranking system uh, for January to April. Q1 2020 period. So yeah, that was what made me heavy this week, just because it was so out of the blue, out of nowhere. You know, it felt so odd, like how I found out about it. And it was great. It was really fun, and I can say that I'm uh, the best uh, by the win standards American HeroClix player. 
and I kind of want to get a shirt made. I don't know how long <laughs> that's going to be up, but I screenshot it. it. Had a screenshot. Oh yeah, dude. Um, it was pretty awesome. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. All right. Enough about that. Let's go ahead. We're going to get right into WKO talk. We had a WKO this weekend in Sioux Falls. There were 20 people that showed up to play. It was 300 modern. It wasn't a sealed WKO. This is the uh, unorthodox Union one. That's the Scarlet Witch, Pixie, Quicksilver, uh, Deadpool, the Duck, blah, 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 tires, barrels. That's that WKO. And we're going to talk a little bit about how me and Simeon did. Both of us were there. There's 20 people that showed up, which is a really good turnout for a WKO, uh, especially in you know middle of nowhere USA. That's pretty sick. Uh, when a lot of places that are in more populated areas can't pull off, you know, more than 10, uh, not point many <coughs> fingers. Uh, but yeah, Simi, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you played 300 modern, which, what'd you play, dude? So I was keeping it super simple. Um, I'm over ID cards. Uh, they are, they're functional and I don't mind using them, but I just, I'm just kind of done with them. I'm done with like having sideboard stuff as much as I can. And I'm trying to, I've been trying for a while. It turns out it's really hard to be competitive and ignore like items and ID cards and stuff. Sure. I mean, that that makes sense. But I decided to get, uh, to dig deep and get real spammy. And, uh, I, I ran a three, three different figure team. So I only had, three figures that were different on my team. I had a Sheriff Strange because, you know, I don't want people using IDs if I can't use IDs. Uh, I had Tri-Sentinel times three because I like numbers, so Tri, Tri-Sentinel. That's pretty fun. And then I had ten Wendigos. Say and it. That brought me up Say to it. Say the Tendigo. I yeah, had the Tendigo Tri-Tri-Sentinels. Uh, Plus 14 mystical theme, uh, so I was not guaranteed map, but I had a pretty good choice of map. And since I had 10 points left over, I decided to also throw the boxing ring in, uh, just mm-hmm. as like a little added whatever. Because um, I didn't really want to use like an object, because Strange would have to use it. He's the only one that can equip, since he's the only standard character. And I didn't really have any other figures that could fit on the team for... That, uh, that I would actually make use of. So I threw the boxing ring on, and I threw on a map bonus that never really ended up mattering. So, what was your map uh, bonus? Most of the t- <laughs> it was the the Club Penguin. Um, I got a Club Penguin invite. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Iceberg Lounge uh, with the seals. I used it in one match, and then I never played on that map again, even if I won map. I mostly played on the Orville. And Orville's kind of fun. There's maps that do the same thing, but better. Uh, but I I just like the aesthetic of the Orville. And I think I played on Underground once. And then... It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> underground always sucks. Uh, um, sucks the life out of you yeah. on the freaking Underground. Nice. That was my team. Um, I'm going to go into my team, and then we're going to talk about how we did. And then we're going to go into pinpoints of the day uh i wanted to i really wanted to i've been practicing i just said a bunch of words that all meant literally nothing uh let's let's use some nouns i wanted to play avengers but i wasn't feeling it i practiced it and practiced it um a couple of times and it didn't flow right to me didn't flow the same way that my 
uh, Sam Cap, uh, Captain America, Resi team felt uh, just it didn't it didn't flow the same. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. Um, I wasn't vibing with it, you know. So I'm like switch it up. I really wanted to play Jason Wingard. Um, not even because he does a cool mind control thing. I like the pog thing more than his mind control thing, but in uh, a competitive game, you have to play to your strengths, I guess. Uh, I still like the pog thing more. I wish he could bring in just more pogs. If he could just keep doing that, I think it'd be so sick. Uh, but whatever. Um, he's got so much going for him. Uh, he he's worth it for, for like the leadership, the pogs, right. yeah. and the mind control, but he's got all three. So it's pretty, It is pretty gnarly. For 75 points, he's insane. So I played double Jason... The Jean Grey Chase from the same set, uh, Magneto, the fat Magneto, 2x2, two two, and then uh, a Dark Phoenix. That was my main force. Sideline, I had uh, kind of the opposite of Simeon. Had a full sideline. I had a Dark Phoenix for Jean to turn into. I had, you know, Isaac, Kismet, and one more person for Pogs, Miles and Gwen. And then I had uh, five Collins. And yeah, that was my team. I, I really just wanted to play Jason. I like double Jason. I like calling him Jason Statham. Oh, I also had uh, the train, Matt Bonus. Um, uh, it was it was a fun team. I had a fun day. I was like, Gene! Every time Gene would die and explode, it's fun. Uh, calling Jason by the wrong name, Jason Statham, Jason Verhees, that's hilarious. Uh, every time I bring in a Gwen Pog, it's like, it's Gwanda. You know, it's a South African or Gwenda or, uh, uh, what did I say, Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwendolyn Christie, stuff like that. Just like joking around. I just like stuff like that. It's really fun messing with names. And uh, what did I say? I called in Beast one time, and I was like, I'm going to call in uh, Mr. Beast here and see what happens. So anybody that's like a YouTuber kind of person, they'll know what that is. Uh, that was my team. Simeon, now go over how you did overall. Like, what was your placement in Swiss and then your top eight matches? So cut to top eight. I was three and one. I was at the bottom. I think I was second to the bottom. I think seventh. Either, either sixth or seventh going into top eight. Um, and then I ended up getting third overall, I believe. Nice. Just because the, the person that was... Uh, the two losses in top four were me and uh, the full point Unimine team that did not score a lot of points. So <laughs> I think he scored like 40 points in top eight. So. Uh, oof. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I got 3-1 in Swiss as well. I ended up doing really, really, really well in the tournament. Um, but you're going to have to watch uh, Devin Adams' Happy Little Heroclix videos to see how well I did. You can also see Simeon in one of the videos, which is cool, um, mm -hmm. which is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. So when we're going to link to those on the Facebook when they come out, and we're going to go ahead and, yeah, stay on top of that. Make sure you guys see all the videos, the whole journey of the... WKO and how everything uh, went in there. I want to talk about it right now, but uh, I think you should all see the gameplay and stuff for yourself and go support another content creator like Devin. Uh, I'm too lazy to figure out recording equipment. I really want to, but once again, just too lazy. And I'm super thankful that he does it and he records games and that he puts that content on his YouTube channel because it's awesome. And I like to be in his videos and ruin them by making terrible jokes all the time. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, doing stuff like that. So we're going to do, um, instead of going crazy in-depth to all our WKO-ness and all our games and blah, 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 we're going to do three questions for ourselves, which is favorite team, favorite opponent, and then the hardest game they played. Uh, so, Simeon, give me your favorite team. 
my favorite team was the guy that showed up with 10 Wendigos and 3 Tri-Sentinels. Okay, he was um, a scumbag. You're not allowed to choose uh, garbage people <laughs> oh, uh, okay. for favorite team. New rule. The garbage man. Also, uh, <laughs> my favorite team was actually, it was run by Isaac Denke. Uh, mm. It was a monster squad. I think it was plus 8. I won't be able to tell you everything on it, but it was... Uh, let's see. It was Green Proteus, the rare Proteus, uh, the Colossal Prime Storm. It's not yeah. a, a Colossal, but the 2x2 two two Prime Storm. Um, Surter. Man, I don't... I, I, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, there's, Carnage, there's probably. Monsters yes. that are big. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, his main focal point was the Dweller in the Darkness, um, which is an LE, like, yeah. and I thought that was super cool. That like I hadn't looked super hard at him. He came out with the nightmare. It was him, nightmare, and uh, I don't remember what the third one was. But oh, Bar- Baron Mordo or uh, some evil sorcerer dude. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah, nightmare, nightmare, and Baron Mordo. Okay, so he was playing Dweller in the Darkness. That was his his big piece, and. Uh, I just thought that was like a really cool team. I always think it's cool when an LE actually gets used competitively, um, whether it's like really good or this was like it's not so much that Dweller in the Darkness is good. He takes a long time to KO. He's got like a long dial. Yeah. But he's good at bumping up like other friendly characters and he equipped him with a I think the reality gem, so he had perplex and TK. And so he could he could really bump up like friendly characters attacks and stuff yeah. and yeah it's just a cool combo to see uh right on my favorite team that i sadly didn't get the chance to play against but i really liked it when i saw this person playing it was uh, a newer player in our town uh ethan was playing a captain america team he had the gauntlet captain america and time gem captain america um, with some other stuff on his team, but I don't remember what the last 50 or so points uh, was of his build. But his map, when he would win map, he went to the political rally with the big American flag floor. It was such, a, it was like a team after my own heart. It was so, oh, it was so awesome. I freaking loved it. I was like, that is dope, dude. I'm so happy you're playing that. That is awesome. So yeah, that had to have been my all-time uh, favorite team. Absolutely. Uh, to actually, really quick, to go back, rewind a little bit. I played against Isaac twice. Once during the tournament, once the night before uh, during practice. And each time, he blew up Jean back in my face, knocked her back, and then blew her up to me, which really sucked. Which oh, was geez. hilarious that he did it twice. But yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on. Second uh, thing is going to be favorite opponent. Simeon Bruce, favorite opponent of the day. So... Uh, my favorite opponent is going to go to uh, none other than Mr. Calderness. Oh no! A uh, no. little bit of a s- spoiler alert, but no, uh, it really it was it was my favorite game of the day. Um, we like to like give each other, you know, give it back and forth kind of thing. I still think we should have uh, rolled off. <laughs> we, I mean, we kind of did roll. We kind of did, um, yeah. That's true. a lot of like inside right. jokes and stuff. But uh, which is gonna yeah, be you'll be you'll be able to watch it. Yeah. Um. So I, I won't give away any spoilers for people that are just dying to watch a full length hero clicks match of Wendigo's slowly it sidestepping. Was, it was and sadly stuff. a full length. That that's like the only bad part about that game was that it went to time. So it's like a really long game to watch. Uh, 
But I mean, it's it it's never just like a dead moment. Like no, it wasn't. There's, yeah. It was like you know very good back and forth. So there's, it wasn't like any. It wasn't any like uh, just like I barrier and like I wait until like I get like a good opportunity to attack. You know, we were always attacking and uh, there slowly were, uh, whittling each other down. That don't know how to shut up on <laughs> on a game. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yep. uh, halfway through, I asked you if Count Chocula or the Count from Sesame Street who would win in a fight. Like a <laughs> like <laughs> that was like the stupidest. <laughs> and I heard Lucas from behind me. He's like, oh, "Calder, play the game." I'm like, "I'm sorry." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but it was hilarious. Like, cause you blew up all the block. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it seriously was a fun game. It's a hilarious game. I always love it when we get to do a Nemesis games. It doesn't happen enough. Got got to happen more. It needs to not happen in top eight too, because then we don't get to see each other the rest of the day. It sucks. Yeah, I need to knock you out before top eight. That's right. You got to knock me out before top eight. <laughs> Jeez. Um, see, it's really hard because I loved that game too, but I really like for my favorite opponent, I had to give it to Devin. Because it was one of the most fun games I played that day as well, which was the game right before uh, this one, which is also on stream, which is great. Because Devin was playing a team that was just like, he was going to blow up. He got Gene, he's got Angel, uh, he had Skull to like drop a tank on me right away, and he's like, I'm just going to blow everybody up. He's got the Green Lantern girl that brings people back to life. So you can blow him up again. Yeah, yeah blow him up again. <laughs> so he's I practiced like, uh, Devin's team twice. Um just like kind of at the end of like our casual night, we just like had our stuff and didn't really know exactly what we were playing. So just kind of like workshopping it. And his team is, I've played against like his anarchy team builds and I never played against his Punisher van, uh, bomb team, which also everything blew up. That on. was rough. That was a team <laughs> I played like two or three years ago. That sucked. That was a rough but, team. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just so fun. Like, when, uh, like, you just, like, sit there, like, watching him kind of, like, maneuver, and then you're just like, oh, no, like, there is no way that, like, the next two turns go by without him blowing up at least, yeah. like, twice, and this is going to be so bad for me. Like, such I, a fun... T- and it, it also, it's a team that, like, throws points at you, so even though, it like, does. It does, it's yeah. terrifying and you're losing, or, like, potentially losing... Um, you're also just like getting 150 points from like Gene doing yeah. it twice, or you know, so. Yeah, you know, I think I, it's a hilarious team, and like there's a lot of blowing up going on. His Gene, my Gene, all the Genes blowing up. Angel, it was awesome. Blowing up's great. I love it. All right, hardest game that you had to play, Simeon. So I would say like the only loss, well, uh, the only loss in Swiss. Um, I would say that was like a hard game, but it was against Vulture, and it really came down to did I take out enough of his perplex, or like could I get to his Vulture? And once the answer to that was no, like the game was just over. It was over like round or turn three. So that's not really a hard game. Um, it was really like it was like I do this one thing, and if it works, then it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like that's how Vulture games go. So not really like a ton of. Uh, thinking involved. So my actual hardest game was against uh, Jonah Fleming. I think that's his last name. Not yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not Hill. Uh, he was uh, running Double Whale monster stuff. Uh, Surter, some Wendigos on his team as well. Uh, Carnage. Just like a ton of, a Groot, like a ton of like a similar kind of stuff to what I was doing. And 
I think at the end of the game, it was like I had two Wendigos and a Sheriff Strange. He had one Wendigo that had healed, uh, a whale that was on its last click, and Mojo. And so it was just, it was just like such a close game that uh, yeah. the whole time, like he was ahead, and I was just like, "This is awful." But <laughs> I was yeah. saying to myself, "He's hard." Yeah, he's hard. He, oh, yeah. he plays really well. He's, like he's a super smart flip player. Yeah, is a pretty like tough uh, cookie to play against. I I'd never beat beat that team that he played. He was my loss in Swiss. Like he he's tough. He's really tough. Um, I have to give my hardest game though uh, to Simeon uh, because it was one of the few games that went to time that day and it was just really really rough and uh like lucas would say the whole day uh that i played my my team wrong <laughs> the entire time uh uh but it worked <laughs> worked but yeah. yeah like that was like <laughs> as fun as that game was it was really it was a difficult game to like play because we were we were keeping it flowing but man there's like there's a lot of wendigos to chew through there's a lot of tri sentinels to chew through there's a lot of free damage happening there's a lot of attacks being made yeah it was wild uh, so it was it was a very difficult game, which made me want to have support on my team so bad, more so than any other game I played that day. I'm like, man, I really, I really need yeah, support. Yeah, if you don't have a way to heal against like Wendigos, it comes real bad real fast. Um, yeah, and that's like, I don't want to get too into like why I made the team like the way I did. It was mostly just because I didn't want to spend time building an actual team. But um, no, like Wendigos. Even if you lose, if you're playing that many, even if you lose like all but two, you can still potentially make like eight attacks, and then there's no way to get to like your tri sentinels before like there's Wendigos like within range of charge flurrying you. So your choices are get rid of these Wendigos and like maybe you call in something and then get it off the board. Um, probably wouldn't be able to. There's not a lot of things that can take out three things in one turn. Mm. Uh, so you either you either like take a f- couple flurries or you have to kill them and get retaliated on, and neither one's fun. Yeah. So, it's rough. It's spammy rough. stuff. Wendy goes. Wendy go away from me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to add one, though. I'm going to say, what is someone who you wish you would have played against that day, Simeon? Um... So I would have liked to play against the full point Unimind mm. just because I was interested. Like Wendigo's only have an 11 and I think full point Unimind and 300 full point Unimind has like a 21 or something like that with mm. his perplex. But once I get a wounded token on him and I can make, I could literally just like slowly like creep up until uh, I get like a wounded token and then, potentially make 16 attacks in one turn and i just think that'd be amazing nice nice i really wanted to play against uh kevin's team he had a mystical theme team which had like undertaker and onslaught and stuff on i don't know what else was was on there uh but he also made top eight and i really wanted to play against kevin to be honest with you because he did go undefeated in swiss so i was really curious to see uh like how that team worked like what all its like moving parts and stuff were and just like the fact that undertaker was on it you know i really wanted to play it so i thought that was really cool yeah he played undertaker and onslaught uh and popper as well so he kind of just yeah converted like a good popper team to a good wko team and like you said he went undefeated in swiss yeah um i didn't watch the like the match that he lost in so 
I don't know if it was just bad luck or what ended up happening, but yeah. Yeah. Must have uh, been so team. yeah, like without having to do a crazy long tournament recap, that was our WKO. Do you have any final thoughts about it, also, dude? Uh, no. I just I enjoy WKOs and ROC states because they're not like top tier competitive. People are trying to yeah. find like new teams and interesting stuff usually. Um, so I was able I was able to run something that I don't think would ever do well at nationals or any like higher level tournament and I like being able to do that. Um, I think mm. if you're on the fence, uh, then like definitely try one, uh, whether it's sealed or, I mean, sealed, it's, it's not going to really matter. I think whether you absolutely try a sealed no matter what. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you're, if you're on the fence and you're like, eh, maybe I'll enjoy competitive, it's 10 bucks for the constructed ones usually. Pretty cheap. And, yeah, you you don't walk away with nothing 90% of the time unless it's like 30 people show up and you can play, you know, you can just play like a solid team like and have yeah. fun. Absolutely. Like I was saying, uh someone there had a Captain America team, which I was like super jealous. They're playing that. There's someone had like a Green Lantern sort of Kyle Rayner Justice League team, with, like Apache Chief on it, which is really cool too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, there were some great. There were some really great creative teams there, you know. Even though there are two Vulture teams, there's also some other great creative teams <laughs> there as well. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely loved yeah. it. My Moving... team had three different things. Yeah, yeah, or like, like, kind of like I just my level of creativity on my team. Uh, and then we just uh, hit the times 10 and time 3, and that's the team. Boom, bada bing, bada boom, hey, there's a team right there. So, yeah, whether it's like crazy complicated or not, you should go out, play WKO. You know, just try it. You don't know if you don't like it unless you try it. It's, I think they're fun. Uh, but I like, I pretty much know everybody that showed up to the tournament on Saturday. I pretty much knew everybody, you know, I played against every time I played against someone I knew. So that was really cool. So yeah, like if you have a tight, tight knit group, it should just be really fun. Especially if it's your usual venue. If it's not your usual venue, go out there with a couple of friends, make a road trip out of it, do whatever you do, make it fun. Uh, competitive doesn't have to be uh, unfun, boring, blah, 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 blah all the time. It's, it can be pretty fun if you make it that way. It's up to you. So yeah. Go out there, play games, have fun. Moving on, we're going to talk about the news. Not much in news this week, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Simeon, Justice League Animated is a set that exists. Tell me about Justice League Unlimited series, the blah, blah, blah. So we've got these team-up card things. Uh, no, no, be, no, no, oh, no, 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 oh, no, sorry. no more talk about team-up cards. We're done with last that. Week's We're done notes. complaining about that for, uh, for a bit. <laughs> so uh, we got another preview for Justice League. It is number 047, Speedy, uh, real name Roy Harper, uh, no team ability, uh, six range, 45 points. We didn't get any of his team-up cards, so we don't know what those are. He comes in with the Justice League, Outlaws, Outsiders, Seven Soldiers, and Teen Titans keyword. So I'm guessing he'll probably team up with some of those people. Uh, he's got the Justice League Unlimited trait, which is fun for a 45-point piece. That's like the, the roll of six. Remove an action token from someone with Justice League. That's 100 points or less. He's got one interesting thing about him. Um, he starts with Running Shot, Leap Climb, Energy Explosion, and... Energy shield, 11 attack, 3 damage for his first two clicks. But his one interesting thing that I, I don't know yet if it's going to actually work or if it'll be good enough to play. Um, but 
it's interesting. He has a trait that is quantum arrow power. Once per game, choose a square within range and line of fire. Then Speedy can use pulse wave at no cost, as if he occupied that square. That's real fun. Um, it is very similar to uh, who was who's the Exodia. Exodia could do a thing like this where you would use pulse wave, but you would choose a square to like originate the pulse wave from. Yeah. So this is fun because. Y- it makes it like a an easy way to single target a pulse wave or to just basically like double his effective range for pulse wave. So either way, um, super yeah, cool for a 40 me a lot of which is like kind of the same thing, which is the Hadron, the enforcer trait that ha- Drax and Star-Lord had from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie starter set. That was a pretty sweet trait, basically the same. Oh yeah. I love the pulse wave from a certain spot. It's really sweet. It's yeah, really sweet. it's not broken cuz it's only yeah. once per game. So yeah. I uh, won't be able to spam it. Uh, we'll see if there's a team-up card that maybe makes it worse. But on top of that, um, WizKids decided to drop all of the digital renderings of the sculpts along, attached to the files of the images, were the set numbers and names. So we now have the full set list. Uh, if you go on to HC Realms, there's an evidence thread that has... Every single person, um, there's, we don't have all the dials yet. We don't have most of the dials, but we know everything that's going to be in the set now. So We know some of the, the top pro- dials of characters now, uh, thanks to some of the real-life pictures of some of the sculpts, which is really cool, too. Uh, what is of note? What are you liking the most about all the digital sculpts that were released? Basically, the full set being spoiled. What are you excited for that you see in the set? Uh, excited for the Wonder Twins. Um, yeah. That's kind of that's just silly fun. Um, I really like Stripe. Uh, we knew he was going to be in there because we saw, I think, on Hawk Girls' team up card that he was going to be in there. He is going to be a super rare, but he's that giant robot looking dude. Um, and I don't think uh, we've literally only had one uh, in HeroClix history uh, that I remember, but. I just like the giant robot guy, and it's such like a silly, like 1940s, like retro futuristic looking robot too. Yeah, that like that's like my favorite part about it. Um, other than that, I I'm a little disappointed that the Justice Lords are split between three super rares and three rares. Mm. That makes me sad because it's gonna be harder to get them all now. But I am glad that they're there. For sure. I, I'm pretty happy that I need uh, less than 10 characters in this whole set. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'm a little miffed. Uh, I don't know if Vigilante is canonically left-handed or not, but he is, he has a rope in his hands, or I call it a rope because that's a normal term for it. Uh, people that don't understand who have normal ropes or whatever in their life, they would call this a lasso or a lariat, like a bunch of idiots who only watch westerns. Uh, but anyways, uh, he's roping with his left hand, and he's holding his dally, or his loops, in his, his coil, excuse me. There's about 18 different renames for things. Dally is what you do with a rope uh, to a horse. Loops is what they are. And then coils is what they are when they're all bunched up. Uh, he's holding wow. his coils. Tell me, tell me more about ropes and things about... <laughs> that you can do with ropes. Absolutely. Uh, you can catch <laughs> steers uh, with ropes. There's a common I... rodeo uh, <laughs> event. I don't think I've heard you nerd roping. out more about uh, something goodness. than like Captain America except these ropes. Event ropes. Uh, but yeah, for those that don't know, uh, use ropes in <laughs> ranching and rodeos and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Vigilante is a left-handed roper, it seems. Uh, if you ever tried it, 
uh, I, I guarantee 99% of the people listening to this uh, have never held a rope in their entire life, or a lasso, whatever they want to call it, whatever makes them feel better. Um, but trying to do it left-handed is almost impossible um, if you're right-handed. Because oh, yeah. you need a really good... Uh, it's it's more it's not even like being right-handed it's like wrist dominance like being able to twirl your wrist the way you need to uh, to spin a rope is just different from your right to your left hand it's it's crazy it's crazy difficult um, so yeah anyways I whiz kids can't make uh, ropes on sculpts right at all the super crazy hard to get Wonder Woman sorry to derail the podcast about ropes uh, which it bothers me to this day. She is roping with her right hand. She's making a loop over her head, right? This is the Wonder Woman gravity feet chase Wonder Woman. But the rope goes behind her feet, and she holds it. So it's behind her legs. So if she throws it, it's going to hit the back of her legs and go, like, two feet and fall on the ground. She can't actually, like, do anything with it. It's supposed to go in front of your body. Why would you ever bring it behind your body? You can't throw it anywhere. Like, that's so stupid. So when people sell that thing for $300, I'm like, if I had it, I would just smash it with my – no, I wouldn't. I'd still sell it. But, like, I would want so badly to smash it with my foot because of how incredibly inaccurate and frustrating that makes me. Um, but, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I'm glad to see that Lex Luthor's a chase, so I can always put a Lex Luthor on my – I assume if he's going to be a trouble alert like the last chases were – uh, I can always have a Lex Luthor on my sideline. I'm glad he's not a lame-looking sculpt like Green Arrow, and they tried their best to make Lex Luthor look interesting. He's got some rocket boots. He's got a little gun. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited for an animated series, Jonah Hex. Those are always some of my favorite episodes of the probably maybe 10 episodes of the animated series I ever watched. Uh, any episode of Jonah Hex is always great. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for a couple of things in the set. But like I said, I need a, less than 10 characters. Two of them are going to be chases, which kind of sucks. But that just means I don't have to buy any bricks or cases of this set, and I can just uh, see what I pull when I play pre-release or events or whatever, which is cool, which is really, really, really cool. We also got to see what the starter set box is going to look like. It is going to look the same style of starter set box like the Fantastic Four is going to be. Um, and then it's going to have two maps. Uh, two double-sided maps, it looks like. It's got Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Flash, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Kind of the main uh, Unlimited Justice League team, which is cool. So, yeah, that is Justice League Unlimited. Anything else to talk about there, Simeon? Sorry for nope. de- derailing um, the show so bad. One last hope for this set. Uh, I doubt that they'll do it this way. But for, like, the super friend villains... Um, like the Legion of Doom, I guess. Uh, it'd be super cool if they did, if it was like a traitor mechanic kind of thing. So you can call them in the same way that you call in the super friends, but they go on your opponent's force and they have like some sort of negative effect to the opponent's force Ooh. when they come in that way. Rather than, yeah, rather than being something that like comes onto your team. Um, yeah. I doubt it'll be like that, but that'd be an interesting like twist. They should have some little twist like that. I don't know what we'll do, but yeah. We shall see. Only time will tell. Uh, The only other interesting piece of news, which I'll try to get through a little quickly here, was there was a sci-fi article about uh, the Avengers Endgame and how a tabletop game, uh, this one, helped shape the epic final battle. The uh, blah, blah, blah. Article goes on to talk about uh, one of the VFX artists. Uh, His name is, let's find it. Delu. Oh, wow. I thought I could look at it and it'd be a really simple name. And it's not. It's Dan. I'm gonna call him Dandy. Uh, Dandy here, uh, <laughs> VFX Marvel artist, uh, talked about how 
he had decades worth of comic books and a box full of Heroclix plastic superheroes and characters that he and his VFX team could smash together. He said he all brains brainstormed it and he says we're all fans and we all know how to play together which means the vfx team behind avengers endgame uh knows how to play hero clicks I, I i would love to go into work one day and just see him playing hero clicks and be like no nah, we need about 18 more outriders over here uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah over there too so yeah it's great they go on to say kind of how the worthy hammer moments for captain america was more from fear itself and then how they kind of talk about how they want Spider-Man to be on a Pegasus and blah, 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 blah. All sorts of stuff like that. But the big thing is that, and it's kind of only a small bit in the article, but they say that they used Heroclix to help map out the final scene, which is kind of a, the joke we made earlier in the episode, which we're now explaining 40 minutes in. Hopefully <laughs> that makes up for that. So, yeah, I think this is pretty cool. I like seeing uh, Heroclix make a splash in other pieces of media that we enjoy which is why it's cool that like Scott Porter plays with Heroclix, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. What do you think, Simeon? Yeah, I hope the trend continues where it's like, um, it would have been cool had there been like some like working but like behind the scenes with like WizKids and them. Um, of course, they were just like using the product, so there's no reason to contact WizKids and be like, hey, can we get some newer ones for free for this movie? Uh, that wouldn't be necessary, but uh, I just think it's cool that like that's going on uh xavier woods channel is like probably gonna pick up series two yeah. of the wwe hero clicks i can't imagine like why wouldn't you want to play with yourself like that's t- totally what he's gonna do mm-hmm. um <laughs> and then uh, uh jason aaron he, a comic book writer uh he did like a bunch oh, of yeah this was Thor events. interaction on yeah uh, <laughs> he's, he found the uh i guess he did 10 million avengers 10 million bc um, because he found the the Ghost Rider mammoth uh, sculpt, and he had posted something about it on Twitter saying that he wanted one, and WizKids like contacted him about it. So that's pretty cool. Right? Um, They're like, we have a warehouse full of these. After people realize that they look great but play terrible, we can't get rid of them. Please, please, Jason Aaron, take them from us. Oh, it'll make such a good like, you Beautiful know, sculpt. I mean, it's an amazing sculpt. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It is you put really cool. A stack of Avengers BC under it, little paperweight there. Yeah, yeah sure. So, but uh, that that is the news this week. That's it, and I'm very happy that it's uh, not a lot because we have a lot of uh, other stuff to get through. Uh, really quick, it's the second. Uh, I about said second month. It is the second month, but it's the second week in the second month, and it's the second episode in the second week of the second month, and that means we have a Patreon ranking up ceremony. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say, first of all, thank you to everyone that uh, donates to the Dialogue Cheer Patreon. We gave away all of my pre-release prizes uh, last month to first place and second place. Uh, so we do giveaways. I have stickers and action tokens that we're giving away to people now. And we have a really fun Discord server. So if you're not on the Patreon and if you think we give you value in your life, uh, go ahead. You know, toss a coin to your Witcher, as they like to say. And I haven't even seen that show, but here's here's the reference. There's a reference. It's popular, right? Haha, laugh at it. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, ranking oh, up, I... going to the rank of citizen, we have uh, Alex Morse, Chance McCall, Aaron Johnson, Ethan Beck, uh, blah, 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 and Tony. Cannot, can't. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say this name, so we're gonna say Tony C. I'm sorry, man. I, I feel bad. Uh, people going from citizen to vigilante is gonna be Tippy Toes Nuts. That's his name. I didn't choose it. That's his name. Tippy Toes Nuts. Hey, I mean, you know, like, he's a squirrel. Uh, 
And then going from vigilante to protagonist is none other than a uh, good old Jedi legend. Congratulations. And going from superhero to superfan is Ben Umansky. Everybody, brand new superfan Ben Umansky in the building. So thank you, everybody, that donates to Patreon. I want to give a quick shout-out to what we're giving away this month. I'm going to be giving away to First Plies a full common, uncommon, uh, and rare set of the Captain America and the Avengers. So if you want just a full cur, you haven't bought any or whatever, and you think like, hey, that's a pretty good shot, you know, you can win it for a dollar if you go ahead and join, you know, if you get lucky. So giving away a full cur set there. Second place, I unboxed a Captain America the Winter Soldier from 2014. They will get everything I unboxed from that, which will include the incredibly ancient Captain America and the Black Widow Chase. But that's the second place giveaway. So good stuff giving away on the Patreon. They're still great figures though from Winter Soldier. Even if they are old and play Golden Age, they're super fun. So that is Patreon. Moving on, we're going to go to the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Uh, this week's Community Tuesdays question, I asked everybody what they thought about doing a Heroclix tournament over, like, Roll20, which is basically playing Heroclix online. If you don't know what Roll20 is, I can go ahead and throw a link to a Happy Little Heroclix and a Mr. Clixflix video that explain how Roll20 works and how to get it set up. Basically, this question isn't so much our usual uh, give us your opinion, kind of, you know, feel it out sort of question. This is me. I really want to do a brick uh, tournament. I want to very much of what Happy Little Hero Clicks did with Avengers, Black Panther, and the Illuminati. I want to give away a brick of Captain America. I want to make it a tournament. I want to have really fun, creative teams at the tournament. Basically, this is the way it's going to shake out, and this is the official uh, tournament uh, announcement here based on what we learned from that question all right ladies and gentlemen here we go the tournament is going to be the first weekend of march either saturday or sunday so if either day works for you and you want to do it you gotta message me you gotta let me know uh it's going to be up in the air until we get probably a week or two out from there then we're going to guarantee we have 10 people or whoever signed up whatever the winner's going to get a brick we're going to have other prizes for first second third and we'll do a fellowship prize, all right? And then tournament entry is going to be $10. Uh, we need at least 10 people. Brick's going to cost 100-ish bucks. Uh, it is going to be sponsored by Cool Stuff, Inc. I'm going to be uh, doing that. But in order to keep the cost down, uh, I'm going to need to do $10 each. And if you are on the Patreon, uh, you can subtract whatever you donate each month from Patreon towards your uh, entry fee. So if you donate a dollar every month, you only need to do $9. You donate seven, $3, et cetera, et cetera. You donate $10, you have a free entry into the tournament. The tournament is going to be 400 points. Uh, you can use any figure, right? Even if you don't own them, you can use them, okay? Since it's all online, you don't have to show that you actually own them. You just whatever download their pictures. Every character on your team, it's 400-point golden aids, has to be Captain America as their name or real name Steve Rogers. That is the build. Fairly simple. It's basically figures only except for there's one game element that is Captain America, and that is the ID card. So you can use the Captain America ID card. You can use stuff like the Asgardian Shield. Only the gauntlet that Gauntlet Cap comes with, and then only the Power Gem, not Power Gem, excuse me, Time Gem that Time Gem Cap comes with. So this is the only legal equipment, and that's only if you use those traits. So yeah, that is, that's it. It's 400 points, Golden Age, any character named Captain America or Steve Rogers. That's it. It has to be an all-Captain America team. That is a callback to every time I was new in the game, I would literally only play a team of just Captain America. It would just be Steve Rogers. That's the way I liked making teams. That's the way I still like making teams today. 
And that was uh, the best way we could do it to make it fun uh, for everybody. So we're giving away a break. Go ahead, check it out. That is the Community Tuesday's question this week. Simeon, what do you think about the tournament? Tell me, tell me what you're give, – give me some thoughts because I've been talking for way too long here. I, I like it. Um, I I really hope that like our community as a whole starts moving away from just 300 modern constructed and 300 uh, sealed. I'd like to see more types of things. Um, team sealed is super fun. Uh, but that's not something you can do at like an average venue exactly, on an average yeah. day. Uh, and skirmish is interesting, but it's, I feel like it's after playing it a few times, I feel like it's easily abusable or at least it will be. Mm. Um, I, I could just have Ultron on there and auto equip the exo specs and then pulse wave because why not? Like, I mean, that's just something that I can do. And mm. since he's got invincible, he reduces damage by four turn one so it's just it's just a silly silly format um i know it's like a work in progress so i'm not going to hammer on it too hard but i'd love for like 400 limited kind of stuff to get more popular and for like shorter set like lists as like a kind of format so like the last like three sets is something that Devin did right and uh yeah so like stuff like that i'm excited for it um I'll probably I'll be helping judge, but I'm not I'm not the best on rules, so I don't really know what I'm gonna be doing. Just watching, <laughs> you got, I suppose. You got it. You got it. Moderating, judging. Yeah. You good. You good. You got it. Uh, moving on to uh, Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Jedi Legend. What a guy. I had it pulled up. I actually, I totally did. And now I've got to scroll back down to where it was. There it is. Uh, tip of the week. Does that player always play the same team slash meta pieces? Perhaps you or the GM can set prerequisites for games. Like you can only use pieces under 75 points or pick only characters with bare feet, which is a pretty creepy foot fetish thing you got going on there. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, shake up things. Uh, anyways. Yeah, play a lot of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> All the hobbits. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's pretty good. Um, uh, that's hilarious. Anyways, but this, this goes to what we're talking about, right? It is super annoying when someone only plays the same, uh, figures every single week. Um, I'm not really one to totally complain about it. You know, I think Simeon, you're the person to try to counter it, right? I believe we, we had this conversation once. Yeah. Before. So if I notice, like I, I'll never just straight up like ask the uh the person that, like running events or whatever normally we we kind of rotate like what we're building to and like what kind of weird theme we're doing and stuff and they'll take suggestions and stuff like that so when wwe got really popular at one venue and a couple guys were getting tired of it uh one week we did everyone had to have flight and no one in wwe has flight so that was like their way to get rid of wwe for a week um I, on the other hand, if I notice someone playing, like, a particular piece over and over again, occasionally I'll just build, like, something specifically to destroy, like, that one team. And <laughs> usually it doesn't work, and I end up, like, just never playing against that person when I bring it. And then I feel like a jerk for bringing, like, this overly complicated team that, like, I wanted to destroy, like, the one the one piece with, but uh, never got the chance. Um I did it when Unimind came out. I built a 
barrier trap team where if Unimind attacked any of my characters, I retaliated with uh, the Captain America Sentinel, or not Sentinel, uh, what's the the big cap robot guy? Uh, Meridroid. I would retaliate with a Meridroid, throw him six squares back, and then alternate my barriers with my two Green Lanterns from Joker's Wild. It was like a past theme team, so I also had Devil Dino to make pogs that could slowly chip away at Unimind's health. Um, so, like, doing stuff like that is, like, fun. It won't win most games, but it's it's an alternative way than, like, changing your venue's format to, like, get rid of that kind of stuff. Um, and there's plenty of people online that are willing to help counter-build. Uh, but, Absolutely. like I said, uh, counter-building... Sometimes it goes too far and you just like ruin other people's fun and sometimes you just don't end up playing that person anyhow and then like right. what was the you know yeah but really if someone does seem to play a bunch of the same stuff in your venue um number one have a better relationship to who makes the games and scenarios and say hey man let's try some more fun scenarios we almost always unless it is uh practice and I think we, about a month before at Rainbow, we always do 300 modern practice anytime there's a tournament, which can get really boring for a while. But once that's over, we do like 400 points. Uh, all of our winner maps are almost never 300 modern. They're always stupid fun ones. Uh, we did like King of the Hill for one of them. Uh, we've done, uh, if you have range, you can't use it. You can only make close attacks as like a winner map. Like only close combat attacks can be made the entire game. That was really fun. So we do lots of fun stuff. So basically just shake it up every week. And we don't even go over 500 points. We'll never, I think, uh, ever play a game that's over 500 points. We don't normally do boss battles. That's just not the style of events we run. We like to run events through the win. So it's kind of hard to do a boss battle that way. So yeah, um, just keep it up. Keep it fresh. Talk to people about playing new things. Uh, if you want to play diverse characters, you know, like they only fit on a, like a 500-point team, ask if we can do a 500-point theme team one day you know stuff like that uh so talk to your uh dude in charge of games this is a pretty tight-knit small community of hero host players if you're not like friends and buddies most people at your venue i don't know what to tell you man uh moving on we have questions from our man from japan malcolm rush let's get right into it that's in japan japan no 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 i can't go to japan uh he says a lot of politics happening all those, all those, all yep. those politics. There sure happens. Is. Sure is. It'd be like that sometimes. Uh, so he's like, let's have fun with the Heroclix twist. Uh, we got seven questions here. Number one, best, worst, favorite Heroclix characters is the politician keyword. Uh, Simeon, I'm going to do, uh, we'll just go. I'll do best, you do best, then worst, then favorite. All right, sound good? Uh, my, I think the best character with the politician keyword, this is not me saying like my favorite or personal best, whatever. I kind of would say... Hands down, Prime Nighthawk is probably the best character with the politician keyword, in my opinion. Ooh, that is a good I one. I think he's really strong. Uh, you can't modify your combat values uh, up. I can't remember. It's rough. And Squadron Supreme, I don't remember if he was president or... He was the president. If he was like a of mayor. Of alternate okay. uh, Squadron Supreme universe, he was the president. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually took my hiatus like slightly after... Nick Fury set dropped, so there was like a very short window when I could slash did play against Nighthawk Prime because I never owned one. It was just 
Now that I, I really hate playing against. He was my least favorite character to play against for a very long time. He sucked. Oh yeah, he sucked. All right, but, best. But for a good reason, he's yeah, he's effective. Uh, best for me is the Dark Knight um, Superman, the chase from Elseworlds. Um, I just I like everything about him. He's he's a little bit point heavy. Um, I don't know if he's worth the points, but man does he like pack a punch and he's just like one of the better superman we've gotten he's got a way to heal himself uh he's got a potential like way to like protect himself from certain things and uh yeah he's just a huge threat when he's on the board also uh our local area alone opened like seven of them we didn't get like these really yeah we opened one green one robin and then anyone else that pulled a chase like local was Superman. Hmm. Yeah. Right on. Uh, you'll say the worst character, the politician keyword. Um, I, you know, don't really know totally, but then I saw this person pop up when I hit uh, politician and it's Geoforce because man, did Geoforce suck. He was just oh, a bad yeah. figure and he just also <laughs> happens to have the politician keywords. So really super well. rare. Yeah, super rare from Joker's Wild. Probably the worst super rare to pull. Wow. I didn't say that. There was a lot of terrible Super Rares. That was a bad set. Joker's Alt was a terrible set. Uh, so anyways, Geoforce was just really like a bad stinker in that set. Worst character, politician, keyword, Simeon. Or leadership, I guess, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I went politician. So I yeah. said, what if Daredevil, um, I think it was the rare one, uh, like I think it was like bodyguard to Foggy, or I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember what the storyline was. was. Yeah. I don't remember the storyline, but all I know is for 50 points, every time I pulled him and sealed, I set him off to the side. I have, like, seven of them in, like, my my collection of what-if stuff. I have never once fielded him. I There's just so many better daredevils, and there's so many better literally any other aspect of him. He is a terrible figure. Nice. And then, favorite character the politician keyword, I have to give it up to Zombie Green Goblin. I loved this character, and then when I noticed he had the politician keyword... I was like, dope, I'm so putting him and Howard the Duck on a team. This is just fun. So I like finding ways to put zombies on teams that aren't zombie teams. So I really enjoyed playing uh, Zombie Green Goblin on a politician-themed team. That was my personal favorite character, the politician keyword. Simeon! Uh, personal favorite, uh, one that I've used the most, is Prez Ricard. I like the fact that I can fit him on any team, regardless of theme. Uh, or in spite of theme, I guess. Uh, his leadership is super good. Uh, it's one of my favorite kind of ones. Uh, it's cheaper than Jason. Uh, Jason's got a lot of better aspects, but I just like the fact that I can put him on so many teams and he's a real solid figure. Probably other than, uh, Mr. Oz, probably like the number one standout figure of rebirth for me. For sure. For sure. Next up is best worst favorite Heroclix sculptures. I'm going to go start. Uh, best, I think, uh, whether or not you like uh, the way it looks, I think the best politician sculpt is Pile of Bodies, uh, Jamie Madrick's multiple oh, man. I think it's awesome. Uh, and he has a ton of generic keywords, so I really like these guys politician too. So I, I think that's a really fun sculpt. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. Um, my best sculpt, I, w- I gave it to Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Jacobs, the oh, the, yeah. the WWE, he's got the fiery turnbuckle. Um, it's good sculpt. It is good if, if they keep doing WWE sets, I imagine that eventually we'll get one of the one like one of the 
Glenn Jacobs, like when he's like in his suit and doesn't have like the mask on and stuff. Do you think we'll actually get get? Uh, I could like, see it. Actual mayor Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> not like not actual mayor, but like definitely when he was like the uh, what was he? He was like the like leader of like RAW for a little bit or whatever the oh, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, chairman or something. Or something yeah, like yeah, general manager or something like that. Um, sure. Until we get that one, I I think this is the best sculpt. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, worst sculpt. I give it to Elseworlds Superman. Screw that guy. Uh, next oh, up, your man. ego, Simeon. <laughs> what? Uh, I gave worst sculpt to Kingpin from ADW. He's the oh. one that <laughs> he yes. has to walk around the map with his desk. So he's just got a desk like, that he carries uh. around the map with him. Um, such a bad design for like like Kingpin is so much more capable than just standing behind a desk. Yeah, you, it's it's pretty bad. And then favorite sculpt, uh, I went with Howard the Duck and Man-Thing. I think it's a really fun sculpt of Howard on Man-Thing's shoulders. It's really cool. Of course, Howard the Duck ran for president, so he was a politician. So that was pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, I, I just like uh, you know anything with Howard the Duck on it is great. So I had, he, he could not not be on this list, Simeon. Well, the one you just said doesn't exist because it's actually called Man Thing and Howard the Duck. Oh, Man Thing and How. Okay, yeah, so, whatever. All right. Shut but up. I I also <laughs> said that was my favorite. Um, not only is it like back when Poison uh, was at the beginning of the turn, and so was Sidestep. Um, yeah. You could get a lot of like mileage out of this guy. Uh, the other one from the same set, the other Man Thing from the same set, was really good at Poison too. But yeah, such a fun. I mean, who doesn't want a tiny little duck kung fu guy on top of exactly. this like crazy monster? And clearly, he's not afraid because if he was, he'd be burning. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. He's he's super unafraid, man. He's got you, dog. Next up is is there a character that has that you think deserves a politician keyword that didn't get it? I have to give it to Motorized Patriot. He's not an actual politician. Yes, I know, but he is. Literally a robot version of, um, goodness gracious, George Washington. Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah. That long. <laughs> and if the Adam, who I don't know if the Adam is a politician or not, but if he can be on a sculpt with a also a robot version of uh, George Washington, then the motorized patriot should have gotten the politician keyword as well. For sure. See me. I said uh, most of Starfleet. There's like a ton of. Oh. Uh, I think like Jean Luc Picard is one of like the the few Starfleet members that got a uh, politician. So um, the original series, there's barely any, uh, I, I guess we don't have like a ton to choose from, but yeah, the original series didn't have a ton of politician keywords in Starfleet. And that's like supposed to be like one of their big things. They're like, you know, they're like envoys. They're, they're not like waging war out in like the depths of space. They're supposed to be, you know, forming alliances and, uh, Stuff like that, so yeah. it would have just made way more sense to give them. They're the they're the lame sci-fi who like talk about their feelings and their problems or whatever instead yeah. of laser swords and missiles. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, I uh, next up is number four in comic books, TV shows, or movies. Uh, best worst favorite politician or leader and why? Uh, I think I chose all presidents. Yes, I did. Uh, I think the best politician in any form of media, these are all comic book related, so they're all comics, is going to be President Lex Luthor from uh, Red Sun Superman. Uh, Superman is an evil, terrible, 
communist and communism is the worst and lex <laughs> luther is a president like like he was a president in normal dc except he genuinely uh he was so worried about destroying superman like he is always except for the fact that superman is an actual enemy of the state so it changes his viewpoint from internalizing American industry or whatever to making it as good as possible, making sure the whole world knows. Because at this point, um, Superman was like, I should just forcibly make everyone a communist. Look how happy everyone is. And it's like, everybody literally hates this. You are an, an idiot fool, you stupid, stupid man. Um, and Lex Luthor is like, capitalism is going to win, dog. Here we go. And then he's like, boom, American industry, boom, sciences, education, blah, 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 blah. And he makes America like the best country ever in this alternate universe. And I really like he's like genuinely a good president of the United States. And everybody cried like when he eventually died or like whatever. Like he's like actually a good president. And that was awesome. So, yeah. Nice. Simeon, best <laughs> fictional politician Speaking of that, uh, we never got a president, Lex Luthor, from Red Sun. Uh, no, we didn't. It makes me so mad. played so way mad. more of a role than Brainiac, so exactly. you know, take that for what it is. Yep. Uh, I put Corndog Girl, which if you've read... So DC revamped Prez back in like 2000-something, 2012, okay. 11, sure. 13, whatever. Uh, they revamped it, and it was a viral video. So it was like in the future, a viral video of a girl working at like a hot dog stand ended up getting her like voted for like a write-in candidate for the presidency and she ended up winning somehow what so that's it, just like that's one of my favorite ones uh it's like a fun story it's made by dc i don't it doesn't take place in the actual dc universe but it's just like a fun uh side like thing and then uh glenn jacobs came he's uh you know jacobs, he's yeah, definitely yeah. one of my favorites why wouldn't he be uh, next up is uh, worst or least favorite leader slash politician. I went with number one from uh, without any real world connotation. This has nothing to do with uh, the actual person. Um, but in the comics, uh, it was heavily hinted that this person was the president of the United States at the time. And he was running a he was the he was in charge of secret empire, uh, not the new one, the super old one. Um, and he also did like, he released the servant society, like snake virus in Washington, DC, which was like a good four or so issue run in the eighties or so captain America comic books. And it was like the president of the United States did this. Like, that's just terrible. That's like sacrifice. Like, what are you doing? That's, that's just bad. So yeah, actual villain, bad guy. Number one, uh, from Marvel comics, Simeon. All right, and least, mine... Least favorite uh, politician or leader. Least favorite. Um, there's a comic called Letter 44, and it's about how, like, each president writes a letter to the incoming president. So, like, you know, the 44th president writes a letter to the 45th, the 45th writes one to the 46th, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's an alternative, like, timeline where there's aliens, like, out in the solar system, and so... It's it's based on like real events in like a slight amount, so like the lead up to like the Iraq War is all to like it's all like a sham and there was like no reason to like invade, but they knew there was aliens, so they wanted a bunch of like re veterans and like military people, and they wanted a bunch of like funding to like make 
weapons to fight the aliens. So they like made up this like war so that they could get this like funding. It's a really long, complicated story, but it's super interesting. And uh, basically, like all the politicians in the story are like the worst people. And uh, I guess the president and the boys comic is also equally bad. But yeah. Both good comics. I don't know if we even uh, saw that much of the president in the show, though. I don't think so. I haven't seen the show at all yet. Maybe not. It's good, but it's really weird. Um, it's really weird, but it's good. Super weird. Uh, next up is favorite uh, leader. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, this should be a surprise to almost no one, but Captain America from the Ultimates universe. Uh, he was a more uh, violent uh, and whatever Captain America, which is really cool. And he straight up... Uh, during like this big crazy war or whatever is going on in America at the time, he just flies his fighter jet around and like stops in uh, U.S. cities and towns and stuff and like sets people straight. It's pretty funny. He was uh, he was pretty good as president. Uh, so I I really enjoyed uh, those few Ultimate comics with Cap as president. It was pretty enjoyable. It was kind of the what if you know Captain America's president of the United States in main Marvel comics. He was always against uh, being an actual political. Uh, symbol or taking sides or anything that he's loyal to nothing except for the dream but in ultimates he's like yeah i'm gonna be the president of the united states fly this fighter jet around and talk <laughs> like and like set things straight in america so it was pretty it was pretty fun seeing that uh, it's kind of like a what if uh style thing so Simeon. all right i've got two favorites um norman osborne when he's like at the top of his game and he was like okay. super villain evilly uh they made him like a really good villain for a long time and then they kind of returned him to like joke status for a bit but when he was at like the top of his game and running like Hammer and all that stuff, uh, that was good. Or I don't remember what it was called. Um, then my other, it's got to be Wolverine when he uh, when he runs X Force. Those are like my favorite X Force comics. Um, really good like tactician, and he's not like such like not like a great like leader in like the common sense, but really good at knowing like who's best fit for certain roles and knowing how to like make tough calls in certain situations. Right on. Uh, next up, this is number five. If you could elect a spokesperson from the HeroClix community to speak to WizKids, who would you nominate and why? I think uh, WizKids listens, number one, to all of us more than this question makes you think. I, I, think, they, I think they really do uh, have an ear to the ground. I don't think they show it a lot. Um. Like uh, like my father not showing his love throughout my childhood. No, that's just a joke. Uh, anyways, no, I, th- I think they really do. I think they pay more attention than you think, even even though we're like, are you serious? Like, this was such a terrible idea for the game. Why would you do this? Like, don't you think, do you pay attention to the game at all? I think they do, uh, but I think they, they like to try a lot of things, whether or not, you know, they think. So I don't know if they understand their fan base, but I, I think they do listen more uh, than you lead on. But I would elect someone to like kind of be uh, the voice, not really the voice, but like someone who I think is a pretty good like speaker. Uh, Tony Rodriguez. I had a really good couple of conversations with him at Worlds, and this was a really hard uh, question to answer. It made me think about like what HeroClix players do I think have kind of good views on the game, maybe like ones I agree with, what HeroClix players do I think understand more than just 300 Modern Competitive or more than just uh, random casual stuff? Who do I think has a good grip on a couple different layers of the game? And, you know, 
I've only talked to Tony a couple of times, but uh, when I did, I really enjoyed it. So I think Tony Rodriguez uh, would be a pretty good spokesperson for the game. Whether or not he would even want to do that, I don't know, but I think he would be a solid choice. Nice. Yeah, I have to say I don't know who that is, so um, I can't we, really... We played a Battle Royale against him in Worlds. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you were there, too. I think, I'm pretty sure you were there, too. Uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you can fill me in. Uh, so I didn't really... I thought about this for a while, and I didn't really have, like, a specific person in mind. Um, at least, like, no one I would want to say, like, on air, because I don't want to, like, throw them under the bus in, like, any way. Uh, but I do have, like, an ideal kind of, like, what would, like, be a good person to nominate. And that'd be someone that, yeah, like you said, someone that understands, like, both casual and competitive styles, uh, and to add to that, someone that's either, like, plays Magic or someone that has been in, like, the Magic community, or not necessarily Magic, but another, like, really big collectible game that has, like, any collectible game that has, you know, ten times the amount of Heroclix players than Heroclix has, you know, uh, something like that where they could take the knowledge from that like larger property and bring it to like whiz kids and be like, Hey, this is like the formats that work for us. This is like, you know what we do, um, different things like that. Just like bring in a different perspective from, you know, other industries that, uh, have seen success. Right on. No, that's very solid. And number six, if that person was, uh, was depicted, uh, to do a kind of spokesperson thing. What issues should that person bring up to WizKids and why? The issue that I've been having the most, uh, I want to like their choices for sets. I really do. Um, Captain America, EarthX, Sea uh, Wars, Battleworld. I like all of those storylines. I like those characters. I like whatever. They make their sets, so I don't like their sets. And it really bothers me. I want to be able to collect the whole set. I am... To be honest with everybody, begrudgingly collecting the whole Captain America set because I already have the other old Captain America set fully collected and all the other ones, and it would be bad and incomplete if I didn't also collect this one. Um, but there is about 35 characters that I can solidly say in the new Captain America set that are actually 100% related to just Captain America. Uh, or even like, you know, whatever, they were an Avenger or whatever. Um and that's a bummer when only half of the set and that none of the chases really besides the ultra chase are related to Captain America really makes me the biggest, I would say, uh, most diehard, one of the most diehard Captain America fans, uh, not want to collect your set. Uh, I can name hundreds of characters, or not hundreds, but like I can name a bunch off the cuff. And if you give me time to research, I could name hundreds of Captain America characters that would make it still a, a balanced set for sealed because they wouldn't all just have uh, whatever, like the soldier keyword, blah, 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 or something like that, you know? And they would be unique. They also wouldn't have been made in a while or unclicked. And I could have made a Captain America set for you that also would have interested other players. That wasn't just some like set that makes me not want to get it. You know, like I'm a huge Captain America fan. I screamed like a girl at uh, Origins when you showed it, when no one else was excited. Yeah. It was a silent room, and I was like, yes! And I was like trying to like hold in my my excitement for just the idea of a Captain America set. And everybody else was super unimpressed. And then they all hollered like idiots for Justice League Unlimited. And I'm like, who cares about Justice League, dude? Like, I do not. I could not give it. But yeah, you guys need to fix your themes. Uh, making Earth-X half Spider-Man, you made me hate half of that set. 
You know, you can, especially when you're going to make a Spider-Man set, that that also boggles my mind. I like Spider-Man as a character. Uh, WizKids officially makes me hate Spider-Man in Heroclix because they keep putting him in sets and they give him his own sets anyways. I hate Spider-Man. Keep him out of sets. Uh, yeah. I've got then, so many that it's... So many. So many. Like, like, all they do is like they make one either like a little bit more points and like slightly better in a different way or cheaper and like work you know, yeah. better in like a team kind of thing. But there's like only so much you can do, and we have so many Spider-Men. There really that... is. And then Secret Wars Battle Worlds, like there were characters that you know didn't fit right, and for the most part, it was all from Secret Wars Battle World, which was awesome. That was almost perfect, except for you left a lot of my favorite storylines out, and you only got one of the storylines I liked from Secret Wars, which was obviously uh, the Valley. So yeah, uh, fix theme and sets. That's what I would tell that person to try to talk to WizKids about fixing the theme and sets, making the sets more thematic. And then not having random themes that have literally nothing to do with like the title of the set. Yeah, all right. I think all right, Simeon. That's I think some of like the most iconic sets are ones that are based around like storylines. Yeah, Fear itself, uh, War of Light, you know, Secret Wars, Battle World to like a lesser extent, but like just like figures where you can be like, oh yeah, I remember that part from that comic. Like, you know, like the Thanos when he's like the Traveler and his like cloaks all like tattered and. He's been traveling around Battleworld because he's like an outcast in that universe. Um, If I was going to suggest some something to like the person that was going to talk to WizKids, if I could elect somebody and then also give them the issues to bring up with them, I would ask them to advertise better. I would like or like just at all. Um, We don't have like a ton of like the marquee stands if at all, like, inside stores. And, yeah. like, man, like, it really comes down to the community to be like, oh, hey, like, I saw you looking at, like, these little, like, plastic figures I'm playing with. Would you like to learn more? And, man, if, like, WizKids as a whole, like, actually had some sort of outreach program that could, like, help us or just do the job for us so, like, it wasn't <laughs> completely on the community, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um. So something something like that to like boost uh, boost the net and like get more players in because I'd really love to see I'd really love to walk in on like a Thursday night and have like twenty people playing one of these nights just for like casual stuff um, even right. ten ten like at this point is like close we're getting there but yeah. like man that'd be neat uh, mm-hmm. I'd also really love for them to balance their sets and like when I say balance like sets I mean like balance the sets internally um so like kobic trader was a combo that could like potentially be pulled and sealed so was vulture prime and awk arms like that's silly right you guys like in the same set like have these like things that are just so i'm not saying you have to split those between sets but like just notice those and that they could be a problem like um then I guess to go along with that, uh, a more curated and like structured meta or like competitive scene. So something with like a rotating ban list or some sort of like I I don't know, just like something that's uh, can like see like problems like ahead of time. And also, I'd like to see it where if someone's running like 300 points of justice league, they have just as much of a chance as somebody that's running a 300 point, like non theme team or someone that's running like 300 point monster. Yeah. But 
there's just some keywords that people never touch because they're just like they just don't have like the build for it and Mm -hmm. in magic you can have like you know you can have like a aggro build i don't i don't play magic just a disclaimer but you can have like an aggro build um you can have like a build that is like slow and like pays off in the end and in hero clicks like if you don't have something that can handle an aggressive build, like a aggressive hero clicks build, then you just lose like turn three. And if you have something that can, then it's, it's either like a barrier kind of team or like a really protective kind of team, like a don't die team. It's just like really kind of stale to me, even though it's technically an open meta and there's so many options. They're really just, yeah. Yeah. There's so many options, but there's not at the same time. Um, Right on. Getting them to rein that in. That's, yeah. Um, to go back to, like, how WizKids uh, markets the game, uh, lack thereof, slash not so much lack thereof, um, they do it in a really weird roundabout way and not a traditional way, uh, from what I've sort of noticed. Like, giving, um, like, they try to get new players by breaking into, like, stuff online. Finding people that already have a platform and something else and then saying, hey, you want to play Hero Clicks? Kind of like what they did with uh, Austin Creed, up, up, down, down, right? Uh, and then gave him some hero clicks to play with, got in touch with him. That was really cool. That was, like, one way they did it. Another thing I've noticed a few times on Twitter, they post about uh, streamers, people that, like, play board games stream. I find that boring. I don't get why people watch streamers. If I'm going to play a video game, I'm going to play my own video games by myself because, like, that's how I want to play video games. If I am going to play board games, I'm going to try to get friends together play board games i do not understand why people watch streamers why people watch other people play board games or video games unless they're funny unless they're like really 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 funny you know i used to watch not pewdiepie and markiplier but like other people play video games but that's because i didn't want to actually play them because they were too scary and laughing at them was fine but like i don't get people that like watch live streamers i could never watch live streams i think that is super boring i don't get how that's entertaining but whiz kids uh let's like um uh, Scott Porter and his group of people, they all sometimes play Hero Clicks, and maybe that's maybe more Scott's doing than WizKids. But they also retweet out other people. Uh, I believe during X Men animated series, they gave some Hero Clicks to some other group. I don't remember what their name was, and they played Hero Clicks there. They gave uh, some Hero Clicks to like some cosplayer lady. I saw them retweet her on Twitter. And I know I'm just saying, if you want someone who uh, want to play Hero Clicks and dresses up in stupid costumes, <laughs> I'm here. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, I probably don't have uh, the following she does for obvious reasons. So, you know, <laughs> I'm here, though, the with talent. kids. The talent. It's the talent. It really is. <laughs> it's just the raw, uh, constructive talent in craftsmanship of the costumes and nothing else. So, yeah, that's sort of how I see them sort of do uh, whatever. But, yeah, moving on. Question seven. Uh, should WizKids let HeroClix players vote for certain characters? If so, how would you make it work? They did used to do this. Uh, <laughs> they absolutely used to have a voting system in mind. I want to say, I don't remember who the last character they voted for. The one that always stuck out in my mind uh, was Death's Head, because that's how we first got a Death's yeah. Head game ever. Someone voted for Death's Head. They used and to have Iron this. Man. Yeah, in the Iron Man set. Um and so they should bring it back. So yes, they absolutely used to do this, and I think they should let them do it again. I think they should bring it back. I think it was really cool. I believe uh, Killer Moth was almost always on there, and I think that's also how that Killer Moth <laughs> got made. Was we voted him in, maybe, or not. I can't remember, uh, honestly. I never once voted for any of the characters, uh, just because I really couldn't be bothered. I thought all the choices were lame, so I never voted for them, because they were all bad. 
Um, but then, you know, oh yeah, we got Killer Moth, and he was terrible, and then we got Death's Head, and he wasn't so bad. So I think they absolutely uh, should bring back the voting. And however they made it work last time was probably good. Make it a poll or something on their website. I don't know. So yeah. What you think? Uh, so, like, the one problem with, like, online polls and stuff. So I, I do think that, yeah, they should do they should do this. Um, there's plenty of articles and stuff, people talking about, like, unclicks characters or characters yeah. that we haven't seen in a long time or characters that just haven't been made in a way that, like, is, like, great, like, perfect for them, something like that. Um so I think that they should definitely do it, and I think uh, like it would make sense because we're the people that are buying the products from them. So yeah. if we're like, hey, this is like something that we want to buy, they could totally do it, like do it once a year maybe, and just make a convention exclusive figure, or like put it in a set. Like it, it really wouldn't matter. Like however they wanted to do it, they could like leave one slot in every set that they make and have like a vote. And the best way to use the vote would probably to like have um, some sort of like polling system at events or shops. So like you go to nationals and you can like you know cast like a little vote as like a side thing, or like worlds you can do it, or just like have shops like take a, like a poll of their like local players. Um, I don't know if that'd be better or more accurate than an online poll. You could also use like the win system. Uh, I know there's, like, some people that have multiple accounts on there, and it wouldn't be hard to make, like, fake names and fake accounts on there, so I could sure, understand yeah. why. But if you want to get around that, just, like, make sure the person has a certain amount of points or they've, you know, they have to have been, like, a member longer than, like, the poll's been up or something, you know? Sure. Gotcha, 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 my man. And that that is it for the Malcolm Rush question block. And brings us to almost the end of our show. I want to go ahead and remind people that Dial H for Your Flicks can be found on iTunes, Podbean, and pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I mean, if you're listening to this, uh, that's where it be, dog. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. We upload the podcast to YouTube uh, as soon as they're uploaded to iTunes and Podbean. We also upload videos on YouTube. I'm going to be doing a Captain America and the Avengers box unboxing series. Uh, we have a special guest coming in for that. I am opening up three cases of it. I, I opened them all up, made them all bricks, and then I kind of shoveled them around. So I don't honestly know which cases went together. So I'm very sorry uh, <laughs> about that because I wanted to take a really cool picture, and then I forgot how everything went together, and it got shuffled, and that's just the way it be sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to be uploading those uh, probably one every other day this week. So check those out. So that's going to be awesome, really fun. We are at facebook.com slash dial H for hero clicks where Twitter is dial H four. That's a number four hero clicks. If you want to send us an email or questions like Malcolm did, you can go ahead and send those to dial H for hero clicks at gmail.com. That is enough of the plugs. I want to read um, this Facebook post that came out this, this week, February 4th. Uh, Cause I almost forgot to read it. It is by um, our good friends at clicks in it. I met Adam uh, Nationals, and we talked just a little bit, not too long, uh, but he just said he was a fan of the podcast and also had a YouTube channel. So check out Clicks in It. That is C-L-I-X-I-N, little apostrophe there, and then It, Clicks in It. Uh, he gave a shout-out to two awesome podcasts. First one was Critical Clicks. Uh, if we don't swear on the show, if you are okay with that sort of uh, naughty language and if you like meta talk, 
Uh, go ahead and check them out. But that is a podcast that he endured listening to. But then he said, Dial Your Hero Clicks starring Calderness and Simeon. These two have so much fun on their podcast, answering community questions, reviewing figures, playing Bad Samaritan, and so much more. I would love to be a special guest on your show one of these days. Wink, 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 nudge. I think we can uh, work that out, my man. So yeah, he gave us just a very, you know, some nice words uh, saying he'd like to enjoy and listen to our show. And I love it. Um, when people say stuff like that, because we, we throw out a show every week and I, I know people listen to it, but it's really good hearing feedback that people actually really do enjoy listening to the show. So that was really awesome. And that that's all I got. So uh, before we go, Simeon, anything you want to say, my man? Yeah, I'm just going to say um, if you're not already subscribed to the Happy Little Hero Clicks channel, definitely do that. Uh, our, I don't know what his posting schedule is going to be. He normally throws something up on Monday. I don't know if he's going to have like the uh, the top eight battle on there Monday. If that's like when he'll do it, and then like Wednesday, Friday. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know what his schedule is for that, but uh, basically the WKO videos will be going up. And if you are somebody that is interested in getting into like more competitive stuff or just looking at like competitive tactics, um, of course it's going to be different. Like for each build. Uh, competitive tactics change depending on what you're playing, but that'd be a good place to watch. And uh, since Calder is going to be in all of the videos, you can ask him why he Jeez, did certain me. things or uh, you know whatever. Why he played the team wrong all day? Apparently. Sure. Yeah. I still don't know what that. he means and how to play it right. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Wrangle myself. <laughs> all right. And that is all I have to say. So with that. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails.